What's up, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Prime Examples. I'm Prime Time here with Philly and the big homie Prince. Our melanated fact checker person is in the house in attendance. <laughs> you say that like I have low attendance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fine. We yeah, wanted you know. to talk to you. Gathered you here today. <laughs> We've been meaning to talk no, you to good, you. you this is a podcast where we get together once a week and figure it out. So, without further ado, we'll get right into it. <laughs> Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> <Northern Explorer here. laughs> I just woke you. Just came back, right? Yes. Uh, a few days ago, mm-hmm. I got to go to Southeast Asia for the first time. Sweet. So it was amazing. I got a little more than two weeks off, so burned through my vacation days. <laughs> I've got to hold it down between now and Christmas, I think. Um, but I got to visit uh, Malaysia, Indonesia, and Singapore. Sweet. So I did um, an island in Malaysia and I did a city. So I started in Kuala Lumpur and then I went to Langkawi. Mm-hmm. And in Indonesia, I did Bali. So that was beach again. And then Singapore is a city. Okay. So it was amazing. Malaysia, like Kuala Lumpur blew me away. It was, um, it was a big city, beautiful. It was, it had a lot of Malay people, but it was also really mixed. So you saw people of like Indian background mm. and um, out of background Sweet. and um, other places from other places in Asia. And it's a Muslim country. Mm-hmm. So, but it's also, it gave me the same vibe as Istanbul in Turkey. It's like, it's pretty secular, you know, mm-hmm. it looks like, you know, any modern place, any modern city, except there was little stuff that always reminded me, like um, I was at a breakfast buffet at a hotel and then they mm-hmm. had sausage and bacon. And I was like, is that pork? Because uh, I always <laughs> yeah, it's great. And they all started to laugh. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I love this place. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I don't even have to think about yeah. it, right? So, no, it was really beautiful, though. Even the cabbie one point was like, where are you from? And I was like, um, I'm coming from Canada, yeah. but I'm Somali. And he's like, oh, you're here for school? <laughs> well, he knows <laughs> there are- yeah, So there, there's Somalis that are out there for school. Yeah, uh, a lot right. of university students. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm right. from Somalia, from Somaliland, from other parts of the world, but lots okay. of Somali people. So it's like, oh, Big shout out. <laughs> I love it. It was really cool. And then um, like Howie was like, it's basically this beautiful island where even Malaysian people go vacation, but people from other places go mm-hmm. vacation too. And it was like, it was gorgeous. It was like white beach. It was, you know, lots of hotels and resorts, but not overdone. And then it was blue seawater and um, there are islands around. So there are all kinds of little boat trips that you can do and people parasailing and jet skiing. But the beach had all these like, you can either do the the restaurant in a hotel or whatever, or the resort or the vibe. Or yeah, food culture is really big. in Mal- Like food in Malaysia is yeah. world famous, but food trucks is a whole um, thing. So the so best street food, food I've ever put in my mouth. <laughs> Came out of Malaysia. Like, I was just like, oh my God, what is this? And why don't we make chicken like this? It was so good. Yeah. And then, um, so, and it was really affordable. It was like the exchange rate was good for Canadians. But being on that island, it's the whole like tropical island paradise vibe that we get in the Caribbean and everywhere else. Mm-hmm. But like how we have found really affordable. So you could do all the activities and not spend mm-hmm. a ton of money. It was awesome. And then Bali's Bali, right? <laughs> like look up the pictures. I got nothing else to say. You already know. <laughs> Whoa, blew me away. But uh-huh. it was um, a lot bigger than I thought. Okay. So like the airport was huge. That was my first time. And then we got on like 
45 minute highway ride to our uh, resort. It was so I asked, like I pulled out a map to try to figure it out because even picking the neighborhood, I was like, oh, all the reviews and all the neighborhoods are good. It didn't occur to me it takes an hour and a half to get from one neighborhood to another. And everything busy in between for sure. But still like to go end from end to end on the island is like four and a half hour drive to go from the southern tip where we were to the northern tip where we didn't make it. But there was dolphin watching so i have to go back <laughs> that's lit yeah i was tripping it's out like wild dolphins and everybody always sees them and that would have been a three and a half hour drive wow. assuming there's no traffic because sometimes yeah. there's traffic and those times double so very big but ubudinus is right in the middle it's where a lot of people stay it's the busiest part it's the mm-hmm. cultural center they call it and then if you get onto the edges then obviously you're on beaches mm-hmm. the far west corner of the island has these huge volcanoes and people are like if you want to see a sunset you have to uh, the best sunrise you have to hike They're like i'm not doing a three-hour drive and then hiking it <laughs> exactly we good you know yeah. maybe next time i heard a rest but but it looks really beautiful so it was great and then singapore is the future yeah, dog. I should, I seen her uh, uh, a, post? A, a post she put up, yeah. and it was I, I messaged her. I'm like, yo, that looks like a scene from fucking Avengers or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, it I was did. futuristic. It looked like CGI. Like it would look like 2050, you know? Okay, it so it was. It was. I'll tell you what I walked up to. I walked up to a giant fountain mm-hmm. in front of this huge hotel that's like the sort of a symbol for Singapore. Mm-hmm. It's this massive hotel with these three massive towers and this boat looking thing at yes. the top and a whole bunch of stuff on top of that. So it's this thing. If I showed you the photograph, you probably recognize it. Okay. And then there's a mall across from it and in front of it is a large fountain. And the fountain had like a crazy water show, but it had this black crystal thing in the middle <laughs> that was shooting out lasers. Wakanda. Then- <laughs> that's Wakanda. It was shooting out lasers <laughs> and making images on the dancing water as soon as he messaged me and said it looks like avengers i was like oh my god it does (laughs) (laughs) like classic power rangers or something no it looked crazy futuristic so there are images so i I can't even i can't remember how much water it was like my head swinging left and right but there are images dancing across the water to like crazy music and lasers shooting at you (laughs) smoke it was a whole thing right in front of a building yeah basically it was like the fountain at the mall (laughs) and then there is um this this it's called the gardens by the bay and it's another photograph you probably see of singapore a lot which looks like these like trees from avatar these giant purple trees that have actual uh, they're not trees it's like a that enormous statue of a really big tree mm-hmm. <laughs> and they have plants growing all over it and so and then there are these domes in that area with all kinds of crazy gardens and waterfalls and cliffs and it's like you're in a future jungle right it's nuts and <laughs> down to they have the best airport in the world they keep winning awards year after year okay. so my i was like we have to go to the airport two hours early because i need to explore <laughs> there are things to find because they have look up the jewel it's like the in the heart of their main terminal all their terminals have gardens first of all and like <laughs> a four-story slide that i went to go find i went to go find a room full of the best massage chairs you've ever seen in your life with a slide it has like entire malls in it like it's nuts right but the the jewel is the centerpiece and it's this enormous indoor waterfall goes across every floor of the terminal and it starts in like it looks like water's trickling in from the ceiling and then there's a whole jungle surrounding it you can't call that a garden it's like a building is that it oh you're looking at nuts bro Oh my god, that shit is the nuts. jewel in Singapore Airport. If you want to see what they're seeing, that's an airport. By the way, you are videos. LI describing shit. Am I? Yeah. <laughs> it looks just like I pictured it. You're like oh, in this huge jungle, so we had to walk up that. five floors of like giant trees, and there are mini waterfalls on the side. 
Um, so look up the photo, but look wow. up the video. It's <laughs> been crazy. the stuff you find at Singapore Airport, but the whole city is like it's kind of expensive. Mm-hmm. Their dollar's almost on par with the Canadian dollar, okay. which is expensive for the region. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, also big time street food culture, like huge little India and a huge Chinatown. And um, uh, I got this recommended by, if you're ever in Bali, look up, uh, uh, it's like an Uber driver, but they call it Grab, mm-hmm. a Grab driver named Bams. Bams. Shout out to Bams. <laughs> Shout out to Bams. That's the guy right there. Bams is the man. Like he will take you anywhere on the island. Yeah. He's so honest. He has tons of great advice. He's worked in tourism forever and like <laughs> hotels. Like and he he took me. Oh, okay, the craziest thing I did, and then I'm done. <laughs> I went sea walking. So I was like, I wanted to go scuba diving. And then usually when you go scuba diving, you have to we've been on islands together. You have to have all these um, certifications. Yeah. Like you have to have oh, a certain no number of hours. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so it's like, it's a whole thing. So it was end up Can you pay your way through it? I don't know, but like deep Asia is kind of like deep Africa, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Pay a little nothing. extra yeah. too, just on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Well, these guys said, path. do you want to go scuba diving or sea walking? So I was like, <laughs> <"Sea-walking>, <laughs> let go, right? So sea walking, they put basically an astronaut helmet on me, right? So it's like a big globe. Yeah. And then they put it on when I was like halfway down the ladder in the water. Um, so off a boat and then um they had like a guide there with me i guess there's oxygen being pumped in so i get under the water and then i go like i climb the ladder down to the bottom of the ocean and then it it wasn't too like insanely deep but it was deep right to the bottom of the ocean and then i grab onto this rail and i'm just standing like in the fish neighborhood i got a little food i'm feeding them and i'm like (laughs) petting fish and i'm chilling beside a coral reef and i'm looking around like this is crazy right this is the most i felt like the little mermaid book cooler you know (laughs) and then and then at one point um i remember my nose got itchy and i absentmindedly like just stuck my hand in the helmet scratched my nose and i was like oh the only thing keeping the water out is the pressure. Like yeah. I can touch my face. I don't know why that's a trip. But when, you're under, <laughs> when you're living with the fishies, yeah, right? Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I'm literally in a fish neighborhood. Like they're eating the food out of my thing, and I'm nuts. So it's like I really want to pet the fish. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna pet the fish because nobody can <laughs> yeah. hear me but me. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 I'm there with friends, but we're looking at each other. Sometimes we're pointing at stuff. Yeah, right? we can't talk to each other. I pet the fish though, <laughs> and then they had, and then the the guy saw me and like I'm cool with petting the fish. So then he's like stuck my hand in some of the stuff in the coral reefs. It was crazy. It was nuts. It was, if you ever get the chance to go sea walking, I highly recommend. I've never even heard of it. Me neither. I was like, what are you saying? <laughs> like, what what are you asking me to do? And then, but in the end, they're like, so pick scuba or sea walking. And I was, and my friends are like, you decide. So sea walking. I'm like, oh, this is really hard because I've always wanted to go scuba diving. Yeah. But I was like, okay, sea walking. And then Bams pulls me aside and goes, you made the right decision because you can scuba dive anywhere. This this you never see. It's just mm-hmm. like, okay, good. I got that reinforcement. It was like, it was an amazing trip. It was one of my best. I've had, alhamdulillah, like a really good year. But it was so dope. And then there's a lot of those places I want to see again because when you bounce around like that, it's only a few days in each exactly. one, right? Yeah. Um, I was only away for um, just over two weeks, mm-hmm. two and a half weeks, but it was spectacular. Like I oh, just washed off of your snaps and yeah, I lived by Chelsea too. That bro. part of the world is is a beautiful place, so beautiful, mm. and it's like clean because I've held too. <laughs> we've done the islands because I've done Africa a little bit, um, and, and like the Middle East a little bit. It was like it was different and familiar at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's so my favorite thing about travel is always that a place feels really foreign but like 
super familiar at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I don't do the stay on a resort, stay in a hotel. Mm-hmm. You're in the mix with the yeah, bibble. With I the bibble. Yeah, meet the bibble. <laughs> Of course, I want to be where the people are. Okay, I'm done with the mermaid references, but it was a good time. No, that's lit, man. Uh, man welcome we were back. MBS, welcome back. It was snowing here, so exactly. yeah. you ain't missed much while you were gone. Yeah. I almost lost my ticket. I saw your posts walking uh, in the snow, and I'm sorry, I'm here in the cold now. So it's a, I was like in 35 degrees on the beach. Like I'm not leaving. No, keep us up on your next adventures. Mm-hmm. We, need a group for mm-hmm. sure, yeah. for sure. Record from somewhere far. <laughs> So we wanted to start this week off on a high note because this episode is going to have a little bit of turbulence. Yeah, some people are going to be uh, triggered and whatnot. So we're going to start off with the Black Excellence List. I'm here to give shout outs to achievements um, this week and I believe a little bit of last week uh, for Black Excellence achievements. Mm-hmm. We've got... We've had, yeah, we've had a crazy couple of weeks. Mm-hmm, we have. of just... Stellar shine. performances, you know what I mean? Shine I right on. Mm-hmm. So we had Tyler Perry unveiling the Tyler Perry Studio, which was uh, huge. It's on a three hundred. It's on three hundred forty acres. It is bigger than Paramount, Disney, Warner Brothers, and Sony combined. Wow! Damn. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to some black excel, uh, black excellence, yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. That is huge. And yeah. I just heard he uh, he has two new shows some lined up with BET. Hell yeah. So he's recording right off of the studio. Hell already. yeah. They have, um, there's one, I don't know if it's one of those two, but he, he's got um, a life size model of the White House. It yeah, is one he, of those. Yeah, he has a presidential show. Yeah, he has a presidential show. I love it. Crazy. Mm-hmm. I saw the commercial, but respect. Yeah, so we had Tyler Perry up. Uh, we also have Simone Bile. She's the most decorated gymnast in history, male or female. Most decorated yeah. ever. Yeah. And she said she's going to retire, so this is a good way to end her, Boom! her yeah, <laughs> legacy. And they named two uh, moves after her, the triple-double and a double-double dismount, which I guess she performed flawlessly. So what are they called now? Is it the Biles 1 and the Biles 2? <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> it. The Biles yeah. and the Biles 2. <laughs> the Biles 25 world championship gold medals. Give me that. She got Olympic moves and gymnast moves named after. Yeah, she yeah, she was I always said if I ever get famous, I would want a sandwich yeah. or something named after. <laughs> <laughs> but that's an honor, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> so respect yeah. to her. Yeah. Prince Muffins is a simple guy. And she is <laughs> simple, you know? And she didn't come from, you know, an affluent background. She really is an mm-hmm. inspiration. She put her, she put her work yeah. in for sure. Yeah. Respect. Mm-hmm. And uh, big ups to Steph Curry. Even though I'm a Raptors fan, we whooped their ass last year. <laughs> you still got to give shout out where it's due. Mm-hmm. And uh, last, he signed a, a five year Supermax deal back in 2017 worth 201 mil. Uh, a couple years, in the first couple of years, he was taking a little cut. But now mm-hmm. he is officially the first ever baller to earn 40, over $40 million in a single NBA season. 40 mil a year. 40 mil gang. I don't wow. know what that is in days and weeks mm-hmm. and shit, but could you just... It's a lot know? of money That's per second. Lot. That's a lot. And of he money. is going down as the best shooter, I think, man, over Reggie and all them guys. So he might. he's putting up his numbers, so respect to him. We got another basketball accolade, right? Yes, we got Kyle Lowry. And uh, first player over 30 mm-hmm. to earn 
a thirty million over thirty million dollars as a contract. He signed an extension with the Toronto Raptors for a year. So we got our leader, our general <laughs> from Philly. Shout out Raptors! Shout out! Big Raptors. shout out the Raptors! We have to do a repeat. The season starts next week. So oh, twenty nineteen yeah. champions, and don't you forget <laughs> facts. And then we have Kenya's Bridget Kosky um, with the new world record uh, twenty nineteen Chicago Marathon. Uh, two hours and 14 minutes and four seconds was the finish time. That is bonkers. Fastest maritime, marathon time in the world for a woman, right? For a woman, exactly. And then we have another superstar from Kenya. We have Elliot Kipchoge, who broke the two-hour marathon barrier. Let me pull that one back. <laughs> who broke the two-hour marathon barrier. Mythical status. Never he thought that done. barrier was unbreakable. He came in at one hour, 59 minutes, and 40 seconds. Uh, he is not a newbie. He's a well, he's a five star general when it comes to this marathon <laughs> shit. He's an eight time mar- uh, major marathon winner and a three time Olympic uh, medalist. So, shout out to our Where Africa. Big shout out. Kenya, East Africa. Just one more time. <laughs> Kenya. And while we are on the East African wave right now, mm-hmm. I will give a, in just a moment a shout out to this year's Nobel Peace Prize winner. But first, we needed to highlight the Nobel Peace Prize shortlist because it included uh, three organizations. Mm-hmm. The winner, who I'll get to in a moment, and youth peace activists with three individuals named, one of them, our very own fellow Canadian, fellow Somali, Ilwad Elman, um, along with Hajar Sharif and Nathan La Kunchung. These were our nominees um, and shortlisted nominees at that. Yes, Ilwad. (laughs) Yes, Ilwad. Ilwad is a friend of the show's. Let's just put that out there. That's our homie. That's our homie, dog. That's our homie. Childhood friend. Childhood friend, yeah. yeah. So that's a... That's really beautiful. Yeah, it's a big one. It's a big She's one. been doing a lot, too, with her projects and for sure. She has, man. Elwin, uh, Elwin Elman uh, Peace Project. I yeah. thought she was actually going to win it this year. Real talk. Yeah, I did, no, too. Yeah, there were some, really some big names in that short list, for sure. But um, she's in there with the heavy hitters, so that's what's up. Good for her. Yeah. Coming, for sure. Good for her. And so young. Definitely. Definitely. Um, and then our winner, um, also a relatively young man, the Prime Minister of Ethiopia. The 2019 Nobel Peace Prize was awarded to Abi Ahmed Ali. We're doing our little shimmies out here. Shoulder shaking. Shoulder shaking right now. <laughs> for his efforts to achieve peace and international cooperation, and in particular for his decisive initiative to resolve the border conflict with neighboring Eritrea, a conflict which has lasted 20 years up until. Um, Abby brokered it last year. And then the Norwegian Nobel Committee, they went on to describe in detail um, some of the work he did Mm. that earned him this prize. So there's brokering that peace prize first and foremost, but more broadly, in less than six months in office, so in his first 100 days, he lifted the country's state of emergency, He, which was happening as a result of large protests, Mm. uh, partially um, with the Oromo community. Amongst others, certainly. So protests mm-hmm. uh, resistant to uh, government, government measures. Mm-hmm. Um, so he lifted the country's state of emergency, granted amnesty to thousands of political prisoners. He ended media censorship. He legalized opposition groups. He dismissed corrupt leaders. And he worked to raise the influence of women in Ethiopian political and communal life. And he pledged to hold free and fair elections. So elevating the status of, of women in political <laughs> and communal life included also putting women in positions of power. Um, yeah, big shout out. This yeah. is his first 
Ronnie Prime Howard. Minister of Ethiopia, a gift to the continent, a yeah. gift to the world, and, and a gift did, to the region. And he did all that, what, in the first 100 days? Expeditiously. Expeditiously. That's exactly what that is. Expeditiously, man. And it's wonderful that he's being recognized mm-hmm. on an international platform. Hopefully that encourages other leaders in Africa to absolutely do the same i give the biggest props to the nobel committee for mm-hmm. recognizing this mm-hmm. because they could have seen it as regional and sort of not of global mm-hmm. import mm-hmm. and they know better mm-hmm. did we did we sorry did we mention the uh the the, the trees planted no we had it oh my goodness also not planted over 12 million trees 12 million trees dog the, he just he just saved the the world this guy <laughs> <laughs> literally just saved the world planet. yeah 100 days <laughs> All of a hundred, big hundred. <laughs> He's doing his thing. Yeah, that's what's awesome. up, man. That's awesome. what's up. Congratulations. Uh, we're going to take a quick break so you guys can brace yourselves. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. And we are back. So what we got up next is Trump impeachment updates. Shit is getting wild downstairs. Every day. It's downstairs breaking news. Breaking news every day. We were just yeah. talking about it. Today, today, I'm yeah. Yeah, today I'm breaking news. So we have the second whistleblower coming out of the woodworks. Uh, I thought about this and I thought, because I remember we talked about snitches in one episode. And then I was like, yo, a whistleblower could do whatever because he's a legit nigga. (laughs) So I'm going to just backtrack. Yo, whistleblowers are like, they're tattletales, dog. Like, there's someone that could be like sitting in here just chilling and just like chilling with you and then go and write a statement saying, yeah, they were there. And this was the conversation that was had. It's like, wow. The history, but the history of tattletailers, yeah, yeah. I think that's the most important one. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. This guy's about to rule the country, press the yeah, button. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, what I mean? sure. You need notch. a guy to come he's in and be like, yo, oh, something's going to happen. He's wilding out here. You blew the whistle. You're, you're, yeah. you're tailing the tide, right? <laughs> that's happening. But are, are you saying he shouldn't have done it? No, no, I just, I, I'm just, no, no, I'm totally. just, being, just being no, clear. I'm being clear about my, uh, my <laughs> understanding of what a, what a tattletale was. Okay. So this, in, this is included. That's what I'm saying. Right. He, definitely I'm not saying you shouldn't have done it. And then we had these shady texts popping up. Uh, if you guys have been aware, it is shady as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's so entertaining though. Um, okay. So I'm going to give you a rundown yeah. of the very shady text. Mm-hmm. They are between Gordon Sondland, who is the, um, Sorry, he's the ambassador to the EU. Mm-hmm. I thought I was reading something else for a second. So Gordon Sunland, who is the U.S. ambassador to the EU, and Bill Taylor. And Bill Taylor is the senior diplomat in the U.S. embassy um, in Ukraine, right? Mm-hmm. So Taylor, the diplomat, is saying is writing to Sunland. Are we now saying that security assistance and White House meetings are conditioned on investigations? And Sunland responds. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> Call me. Yeah. Yeah, we all see those calls where somebody says something bait and you're like, oh, I'm not texting this guy back. Yo, call me. But then they keep texting. They keep texting. This guy really said, like, so are you serious? You're selling me drugs right now? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's, basically, that's basically that's what he said. Yeah. Okay, so he starts with, are we now saying the security assistance in the White House meetings are conditioned on investigations? And Sondland tries to shut him up and says, call me. And then um, a week later, uh, Taylor writes another bait text. As I said on the phone, I think it's crazy to withhold security assistance Bruh. for help with a political campaign. Bruh. Lose my number. Stop. 
That guy is trying to get you back, though. When you yeah, see that text, yeah, yeah. you should know. This guy's trying to get me I'm back. I'm taking the SIM yeah. card out and tossing yeah, it. Yeah, breaking that. Right. <laughs> breaking that, burning my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wrap. I, I read an article that was like, uh, Trump impeachment lesson. Don't text each other about the crimes you're trying to commit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But um, so Sondland, you know, after a few back and forths and a few callmes and stop texting. <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> Um, as a response to Taylor's statement, as I said on the phone, I think it's crazy to withhold security assistance for help with a political campaign. Sondland says, Bill, I believe you're incorrect about President Trump's intentions. The president has been crystal clear. No quid pro quos of any kind. He's covering his ground. Facts. And then what happened today, Prime? Breaking news. Acting White House Chief of Staff Nick Mulvaney admitted to quid pro quo. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that what? shit is wild. The dude. one thing they've been saying they haven't done this whole time. <laughs> the White House uh, Chief of Staff comes out and says, yeah, man. Yeah, that's exactly what we did. Get over it. <laughs> and, and everybody does yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, with political interest, always kind of dictate foreign policy, he said, yeah. like, in... And not so many words, you know? Yeah, but he said it in a hostile manner, too. It's not like yeah. it was, like, professional. Oh, yeah, yeah. Written, you know, it was it's off like, the books. Stopping children. Yeah. It's basically the tone. It was crazy yeah. to see, man. So yeah. what does that mean for, for Trump? Well, it says Trump's legal team is, my words, shocked and appalled. Yeah. <laughs> Stunned. Stunned is their word. So he has to throw him under the bus, too. He, but dog, that that's the guy that you send out to go talk yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? This like, is that's why, your representative. This is why they stopped doing the the press conferences. It's because they always just put their foot in their mouth. Yeah. You know it's what that press conference was about? What? It was about the G7 summit being held at the Trump Resort. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Yo, you can't write this shit. Oh you can't God. write this it's, shit. It's dog. Saturday Night Live sitcom. <laughs> Uh, so that's what the purpose it. was, and then he just volunteered that. Hey, quid pro I, that's quid pro quo. <laughs> Do you know what the Trump sons, and it's not directly, but the Trump sons are running around doing interviews? Yeah. Criticizing um, Biden for having a family member who's earning money from businesses in other countries. And they're like, we all gave up our businesses when our dad became president. And I was watching Trevor Noah. And then he starts to rattle off all the places where they are currently making yeah. money Absolutely. Yes. for business dealings. They're like, India. They're like, um, what's the daughter's name? Ivanka. Ivanka, I- Ivanka Trump, um, right at the beginning of the tariff negotiations with China, got... Oh, what's it called? When you have um, cop- like copyright, got um, uh, patents, okay. patents um, for a whole bunch of things under her name. She got licensed to her name. Okay, okay. That's how they make their fortune. The- yeah, but in China, that's really hard. Like they told Jordan, like the courts are arguing to Michael Jordan, that symbol yeah. for on air Jordan, like that can be anybody jumping. You can't prove that to you. <laughs> it's not easy to get the, that kind of licensing rights, oh, right? in China. Yeah. It's okay. not easy because it's the land of reproduction, And she got dozens of them during the Chinese tariff negotiation. Okay, so she leveraged that. What? So, like, that's the implication, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not proof. It's all, But this is all the optics. He's, they're all criticizing of the Bidens, right? This is exactly... It's, yeah, it's the optics. It might not even be illegal. But it doesn't fucking look good, you know what I mean? But yeah, even Biden admitted, yeah, Biden, Biden Jr. or whatever his mm-hmm. name is, he admitted that it was sketchy for him to be on that board with no 
But with no there was yeah. an investigation, and there's nothing to prove that there was anything. No, but the optics matter. The optics, right? If you're in government, if you're in government, you shouldn't be on boards, foreign boards, man. Ivanka Trump and, and Jared You're Kushner kidding. are in the White House with no experience. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So and yeah, Donald Trump clearance. is in the White House with no experience. Yeah, in yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. just call exactly. it. Yeah, that's what's up. No, that's true. I, I'm not. But that's an election. Any idiot yeah. can win, unfortunately. <laughs> but no, I'm saying that they're both wrong. I think, but they're not the ones to be criticizing. Like mm-hmm. stones mm-hmm. and glass houses. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's it's absolutely. the craziest thing. These, and, and, and I'm sorry I took it away from, what's his name? Mulvaney? Mulvaney. Nick Mulvaney. Mulvaney for a second because y'all really need to watch that press conference. <laughs> the guys, everybody does it. You guys need to get over it. <laughs> and then he took it back. Yeah, yeah. And then he backtracked yeah. and he's like, you, the devil media, no, I'm paraphrasing. The the media always mis uh, like misconstrues my words. That's not what Your I said. King. Absolutely I no quid, quid pro quo. Yeah, yo dog. You said what you said, bro. That's, that's the Dave Chappelle. Uh, Rick James. Rick James. Kid, right? Yeah, the Rick James kid. That's exactly. Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, me and Charlie Murphy used to fight all the time. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> the next second, crazy. Yeah, that is really funny. It's just everybody's on it. I thought it was like a. I thought it was like a, a Trump privilege, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? But everybody's Rick James. Rick <laughs> tonight's Rick James. And you know what a lot of excuses is? Is that it's like, yo, we we didn't we didn't mean it like that. You know what I mean? You guys are taking it wrong. Fake yeah. news, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's it's not even a good argument. But it's not the fake news you can watch for yourself and yeah, like I can watch you yeah, saying the dumb exactly. shit that yeah. you're saying. on the White House front lawn. Like, yeah, you all should investigate this guy. Like, wow, we we wow, you know. But uh, on you a, checked on a, Fox too, right? Yeah, I checked Fox, and Fox is not reporting on it at all. Ooh, like at not all, even trying, to def- trying to defend. Not it. even de- trying to defend it. Like they just, we know it didn't happen. You know, <laughs> that's hilarious. So, um, but on a darker note, America pulled out of Turkey. Uh, sorry, not Turkey, Syria. And uh, Turkey, with the Kurds. yeah, and Turkey is invading the, the the Kurds right now. And so today there was a peace um, ceasefire for I guess 120 hours or something. Um, but Trump is claiming it's a ceasefire. It's a great day for civilization. It's like yo, you started this mess, man. And uh, Philly was saying it perfectly. <laughs> She's like, yo, <laughs> you explain yourself. I, I think it just feels like. Um, <laughs> before Trump made the announcement that we're that they're pulling out, mm-hmm. that um, they sat down and he said, "Listen, I give you one week, seven days. Do what you got to do, and then I'm calling a ceasefire." Yes, yes. <laughs> and and because like all the calls about um, Turkey sort of went ham so fast, right? Like as soon as the American troops pulled out, um, I didn't know it was an invasion. I knew it was an aerial attack. Mm-hmm. It was bombing some of the sites on the border, mm-hmm. the Kurdish sites on the border, and the, and the reason for sorry that for me that was just an invasion. I don't know the. The differences, yeah. yeah. Beef is going down, and the and the and the conflict there is that um, the sort of there's um, a rebellion group amongst the Kurdish people that mm. want um, freedom, mm. and they I believe they claim some Turkish territories, right? Um, so the the group the Kurdish people on the border, the Kurdish Kurdish facilities on the border were protected by America, hence the allies, mm-hmm. right? And America is there arguing that they are fighting ISIS. Mm-hmm. So they had a lot of people locked up. Um, um, and the Kurdish um, troops were the ones guarding mm-hmm. um, a lot of those prisoners. They, they put in work. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean it's a yeah. small group of people that have been fighting for independence for quite some time. You have to understand uh, what's uh, Kurds. 
the, their their history, right? Their they're, they're the largest, um, one of or one of the largest uh, ethnic group without a country. Correct. Mm-hmm. So, like, they are ethnically from that area. You yeah. know, they're ethnically it's occupied from, in yeah. Syria, Iraq, Iraq yeah. and Turkey. Exactly. And they've been fighting, and they're warriors. Like they 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 can go mm-hmm. out toe to toe, right? And, and they've been the ones holding the ISIS from the borders um, of Turkey. So it's crazy that he would risk that and play chess with them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's kind of fucked up. I, I'm, and I'm never with the harming of innocence. There's no question. I understand the complexities of, or I understand that there are mm-hmm. complexities in the conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just felt to me like, I just got the impression like the Trump statements were all pre-planned, you know? Yeah. I don't know if the pullout was because of the, relationship with turkey or the relationship with russia or business relation i have no idea I, it did surprise everybody um, um because there is the the point that everybody that americans are really upset about that they're he's leaving allies hanging mm-hmm. it looks and bad. that's a bad precedent to set mm-hmm. yeah Absolutely. like it means that people can't, allies can't, can't trust, trust you, you yeah can't trust mm-hmm. your word can't trust you to protect them and that's mm-hmm. a really scary thing mm-hmm. on top of the fact that there will be loss of life as an immediate consequence mm-hmm. of that decision mm-hmm. and it, it went so it happened so fast and then and it was so shocking and then he said ceasefire and everybody shook hands immediately yeah and, it, and i just i it just feels premeditated to me if you see his um his like press release press release or pre- press conferences he's like uh the prime the president of uh turkey he's a, he's, he's a strong man he's a good man he's a good <laughs> friend of mine and like the day before he sent them a letter like don't be a fool like he sent them a real letter dog say don't be a fool don't make the, the world's gonna think you're an evil man like like someone said, oh, the angry yeah, the, the angry letter yeah. that the, the, the turkey. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do but that. when Philly said, yo, it sounded like they, there was a like, backdoor agreement. Like you get a week, I'm going to cause this mess. And then you get a week to, to do what you got to do. To and handle I'm, your yeah, security. Yeah, and then we're going to come back in. And um, that, to me, makes perfect it sense. It does, man. it does. Especially in the climate of what's going on, and, yeah, uh, it was such a quick left and then such a quick right, and, <laughs> and we and you said it right, like what he Rick James is all the time, mm-hmm. right in front of you, fam, <laughs> right in front of you. Like you're Donald Trump, I'm I not Donald that. Trump. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Donald Trump. Don't kill me, Donny Brasco. Yeah, Donny Brasco, bro. That's uh, that's the Trump impeachment update. I'm sure we'll have like a whole list of things to update you for in <laughs> like another week this guy is out of control mm-hmm. or tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah for that matter right. um we have uh the killer cops up next mm-hmm. oh gosh i know this one's depressing yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so uh aaron dean uh officer from fort worth texas um was called to a home with the door open. Wellness check. Basically. Wellness yeah. check. A neighbor called in and mm-hmm. said it's That's unusual. Both doors are open. There we go. It's about 2 a.m. or mm-hmm. is after 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. It's late. The family's normally home. Can you please check on them? Both cars are in the garage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so he ended up killing a Tatiana Jefferson, who was in her own home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe maybe 24 hours later, he resigned. Maybe another 24 later or 12 later, he uh, was charged with the murder of Atatiana Jefferson. Mm-hmm. So he went around 
to the back or the side of the house mm -hmm. and he has uh, a body cam on. Mm -hmm. So there's body cam footage you can find online and it looks like he peeped something through a window, a dark window, because in the footage, it's not clear what he's looking mm -hmm. at. Mm -hmm. um, and then he very quickly starts to yell, put your hands up. But he doesn't even finish his sentence no. before the shots are fired. It's like four seconds or something. He didn't even identify himself as a police officer no. either. So um, the charges came down quick on him. And this comes in the eve of Amber Geyer. Geyer. I can never pronounce her last name. <laughs> I'm not even giving her the clout. Uh, got a 10-year sentence for uh, the murder of um, Botham John. And that was announced on October 5th. So um, basically it started uh, September, oh, I forgot what date, September 20th? And then we lasted the, for the, the lasted there, two yeah. weeks. Yeah, it lasted two weeks. Um, There's witness testimony by Joshua Brown um, and another witness. Um, she went on the stand herself and testified mm -hmm. um, in her own defense. And... Um, yeah, there's a lot of things going on in that, that trial, but it ended up with 10 years for murder with the up for five years for parole. That five is crazy. That five there was is also crazy. The, the witness who testified um, that she did not identify herself as a police officer, mm -hmm. uh, among other things. Mm -hmm. like he, he overheard what happened. Anthony Brown, mm -hmm. is that his mm -hmm. name? Yeah. Jo Joshua, Joshua Brown. Joshua Brown, Sorry. pardon Sorry. me, yeah. Yeah. Joshua Brown was killed yeah. um, shortly after she was convicted, um, convicted and sentenced. Yeah. yeah, he risked his life. He risked his life. He was killed. The internet um, went ham mm -hmm. and basically was like, we need to, we need the other witness to look out mm -hmm. for himself. Um, and the, I don't know if you guys saw this, the police responded by releasing pictures of um, Joshua's trapping, basically. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Like pictures of Joshua with, I, I saw one with some marijuana mm -hmm. and with a lot of money and mm -hmm. with a lot of diamonds. So there's, they know what they're implying. Right? Yeah, yeah, they're so trying to the photos, taint his character. Yeah, so the photos that were released and then sort of taken back, but I, I it was like, Philly's impressions, right? I got, I got the impression mm -hmm. that they did that in res a direct response to the fact that people are saying um, Joshua Brown was targeted. People mm -hmm. are implying by the police, yeah. and that's why people are saying the other witness needs to watch out. Mm -hmm. um, because it's shady. It so brave. It's so shady. It's so shady. But it sent, it sent the message out, though. You know what I mean? You get one of ours, we get one of yours. So this shit is really gang banging. You know what I mean? On some real. Like an eye for an eye shit. And we don't know for a fact. Yeah, yeah. Them, but no, but they've had to address it, which shows yeah. how the widespread. Was yeah, they said, no, we had nothing to do with it. But the whole circumstance. Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> they're saying it was a weed transaction yeah. or something, something random. So they're doing leaking pictures of him with like yeah, shiny stuff with stacks of cash. And even if. You get in front of it. And, and it. even if he was a weed dealer, so what? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah That's not his identity. People are not one thing. He wasn't on trial. Ah. And you don't know the cops, right? You don't know that that's what killed him. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, we don't know for a fact it was one of you. We haven't seen you yet. <laughs> you don't know that it wasn't. You don't know that it was that. You're yeah. just trying to make. You're smearing him, and that's why people went so hard. Like, like with um, Atatiana, mm -hmm. right? As soon as 
um, her death became public knowledge, people were very quick to talk about who she was as a person before the narrative gets hijacked yes, yes. by the police or by yeah, the media yeah. or by whoever else, yeah. right? She's a, narrative she's a family person. Mm-hmm. She like put out pictures of her yeah. that are a proper representation of who mm-hmm. she is. Mm-hmm. Like you don't get to brush sweep us under the carpet, dead mm-hmm. or alive, mm-hmm. as um, products of our fault. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> But the optics in the case were just terrible. In the Amber Geiger case, it was yeah. just terrible. I think that's why it was such such a widespread topic. It, it it's one of those high profile. If if they didn't do something, um, that that probably would have been the, the streets would have shaken. the streets would have shaken on that one. Mm-hmm. But that's mm-hmm. what we said about Zimmerman, you know, and he's still out You're there. Right. So we say a lot of we talk all that good shit, you know. But, but um, yeah, he wasn't a cop though. He, it's true, yeah. he wasn't a cop. But yeah. cops are more likely to get off. We know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not going to lie. I thought she'd get off. Can I ask you guys a question? Um, as a, I don't know anybody that is a police officer, but once you're done your shift and once you're done your, and you're heading home, are you then becoming a civilian or you remain a police officer? You're still a cop. You're an off-duty right? cop. So yeah. you have, if anything happens while you're off-duty, you have the... Uh, you know, yeah, but the same protocols would, would would go down, right? Like you got to call in for backup, you're like you, all those yeah. things. I think that's tricky because it's like, okay, let's say she was reporting to a break and enter. Mm-hmm. You're as a cop, you're not supposed to, from what I understood and what I read, you're not supposed to enter a break and enter alone. So let's say if she was in cop, you know, and then she thinks someone's in a uh, home, she's supposed to have someone else with her. So she can't really use that defense, like. You know, like I was operating cop mode, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. But she was just a civilian entering home and she shot to kill. But then they try to bring the whole cop thing. Oh, she worked a 14-hour shift. She was tired. But then that worked again or against her, too, because if you're a cop, you're supposed to pick up on all the... Look, I've been tired my whole life. My whole life. That's the color purple. And I've never walked onto the wrong apartment. Uh, my own apartment yeah, that I yeah. lived in for quite some time. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean? if the light is off in my apartment, never, I know where the bathroom is. You've never, you've never like. I've walked the in. Wrong door I've walked it. into the wrong house, like <laughs> two steps or one step, and oh, I'm sure, not, not yeah. going for my own apartment. I walked in looking for like a friend's apartment. I went into. No, the I try to like, open the wrong car door. That's happened, but you, it, it like clicks in. You know what quick. I haven't you, done? You, you pick it up fast. I yeah, haven't walked into somebody else's apartment to shot them. That's the thing. Walked in, full into the house, and said, yeah. "Hey, hey." Okay. Fundamentally, it comes down to the loss of life. Yeah. Sorry, you know, you know where I find the most disrespect is, yo, when you are in a situation like that, and uh, it for me is an ethical and moral thing. Yeah. And you took a life, and yo, the optics of it look horrible. You see it. You're a cop, like all this shit. Try to save their life. Try to save their life. Yeah. It, 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 that's not even what I'm talking about. I'm talking about for you to fight the charge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you are supposed to be our moral ones. You're a cop, right? You made a mistake. Now own up to your mistake and fucking, you know? Believe I'm sure they would have gave her the same fun. fucking sentence. Believe I'm sure Sorry. she would have got the same fucking sentence. Prime, leave her. Probably a lighter one. Probably a lighter one for being a stand-up officer in a job. Leave her aside. Okay, let her. She wants to fight for her life. Why did the family 
make it so easy for her when she goes for parole in five years to be like, oh, the family already forgave you. They didn't mm-hmm. want you to go to jail. They're making it so much easier for her. I I'm going to be honest. The uproar online about the hug with the brother, mm-hmm. the hug with the with the judge. That, that I guess I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be different about the, the petting, but mm-hmm. um, regardless of what their excuse was. No, but I think that it's I think the best among us human beings are forgiving people. Like I remember seeing um, a video of this um, elderly man who was crying, but he was saying he no, he wasn't crying, he was very calm. He was a Muslim man, but he was like, you know, for the sake of Allah, I forgive you to to the guy that killed his son his only son right and for me that like made me burst with it made me emotional but made me burst with respect for this human being because i think a he's better than me Mm. i don't know that i would have been able to do something as big as he did Mm -hmm. but i also think we need to recognize the bigness of it and all of the rage about like why like about their forgiveness about the brother's forgiveness about if they did make it easy for her to mm-hmm. um potentially get have parole, parole later, get later. yeah mm-hmm. it's like she's somebody who did something awful but according to a rather mixed jury's um position it wasn't premeditated she didn't walk in that space in planning to kill somebody she fucked up no question Mm -hmm. there are consequences for that and there should be but i think that there's also got to be the space to recognize like human beings fuck up and then they have to make up for it and then they have to get out and if these people are able to see her remorse believe her remorse and decide um that that they can forgive her and that like she doesn't need to be locked up for as many years as maybe I or you think she needs to be locked up, then mm-hmm. why are we so mad at forgiveness? It's crazy to me. That's what I, we should aspire to. A, I don't believe in the forgiveness because I don't feel like it would be two both ways. If it was the opposite and both of them, Jean had went into her apartment and shot her and killed her, we would have probably never heard of the case. We would have been locked up for life. Yeah. I don't think the forgiveness would have went both ways. I don't think a white dad would have been hugging or a white brother would have been begging to hug the black defendant. I just don't see that happening. And also the optics of the case where, like, okay, we put the family aside, the judge and the and the other lady, like, how are you going to be showing sympathy towards someone who didn't even perform CPR? Okay, she effed up. She killed him. She didn't perform CPR. And she was talking about partying the next day. I don't believe the remorse part. So, th- so that's what I was going to say with you, and because you're saying this is based off someone that makes a mistake, someone that has made it clear According error. to the jury's judgment. And yeah. that's what I'm saying off of her testimony that, you know, this is her defense. Like, I... This was my excuse. I went into the wrong apartment, in there or whatever. I personally, conspiracy theorist thing, you know, that shit could have been intended. You know, I'm on board with I, your conspiracy. Yeah, <laughs> man, like for real. I think on the end of the day, like her defense was her defense, mm-hmm. and she used that for what it is. And the jury gave her ten years. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, I can't be mad at at the at the family for being compassionate and forgiving, because at the end of the day, if that person truly did make a mistake then they deserve forgiveness. You know what I mean? That's true. Is it, it's, it's, it's a hard thing to, to give. You. It's not... Because, like, the criticism of the family's forgiveness is crazy to me because they're the ones who get to... Exactly. Aside from the fact that that's what we should aspire mm-hmm. to, and, like... And holding on to and holding on to grudges is the opposite of the people we're supposed to be by any, like... Um, I'm, I'm kind of religious, but by like any like religious or sort of like on like a, a humanity level thing, there's no question that forgiveness is what we aspire to. Right. And I have no doubt that what you're saying is accurate, that um, 
it likely wouldn't have gone. I, I don't. I can't say with the same certainty because it comes down to individuals. But yeah, it likely wouldn't have gone the other way, right? Mm -hmm. it, we, they would have thrown the book at it. But we all recognize our system is unfair, and mm -hmm. that needs to be changed. And to um, to ask for a different type of unevenness, or to go at people because they have it in their heart to accept the loss of somebody from someone else mm -hmm. is yeah. We, I found that the internet went so hard. Like Black Twitter went so hard, and it fed our rage. You know what I, I mean? Think it fed it's our also rage. the public forgiveness. Yeah. Maybe it's the public forgiveness, uh, and this—that's fair. The optics, the optics, and then having Joshua Brown, who said, you know, he risked his life. He didn't want to come. He came. He testified, and he risked his life, and he ultimately died. Right, and then the family going, oh well, we don't want you to go to jail. Can I please hug her? Yeah. So I'm just getting angry thinking. Mm -hmm. about but see, here's the thing: we don't want he, you to go to jail. We, I don't want you to go to jail, Judge. Can I please hug her? I didn't hear that. Can that's I please what he said? hug her? I can't. I can't judge. Her uh, hold on, is that what he I'm said? Yeah, that's, that's not fair. That's exactly what I'm. Yeah. What I'm saying is. On the on the judge's side of the judge giving her a hug and showing compassion to her, uh -huh. and a judge and and the bailiff also caressing her and pretty much petting her head. And to be fair, the judge said in a public interview that that was uh, they couldn't get her into the room to search her, so it looked like petting. I'm right. but she, was but she said she was she was petting she was patting her no. hair. Bullshit. Fine thing. That bullshit. bullshit. I just want to give both. The yeah. judge said that. No, yeah. The, 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 yeah. Look, she can't opinion, be trusted. She can't be trusted, right? And she threw her a bone too. Look, in my opinion, the way the court system is set up, the way we see it. People of color see it. It's a cold place. It's a part of business. You go in, they give you time. You do your slave shit at a prison. They make their money off of you, and it's a cycle. It keeps yeah. going. They did not treat her in any way. That shit was a circus to me. That mm -hmm. shit was for cameras. That shit was for TV. That mm -hmm. shit's for that judge aiming to be senator next year or some politically. I don't know what all of this is, but at the end of the day, she murdered an innocent man that didn't do nothing but sit down, watch TV, eat and try to fight the charge. As Prime said, try and to at fight the, the end charge. Of the day, I think she should have got more than 10 years. That's my own personal opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I just don't think she, if she did it, she would do it again. At the end of the day, I don't see her. She was talking about partying two days later. Yeah. yeah. And I just, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. <laughs> I'm just getting worked. <laughs> I'm getting worked. Get worked up, I, huh? I keep putting people I know yeah. in, in specific shoes. Yeah. And like, I can just, yeah. I think she got everything she deserves for sure. Throw the book at her. But I can see people I know like yeah. doing something wrong. And the next day, like, you know, drowning their sorrows and talking about let's go party. Like, mm -hmm. I can. 100%. I, I think we, we give each other's humanity a hard time. That's true. And I'll never judge another person for how they grieve and how they forgive, but fuck yeah. the judge. Yeah. Fuck the plaintiff. The fuck the, the fuck the the, the booyer lady and and we're out of here. <laughs> Alright. Thank you guys. We get together for uh to to have these conversations so you guys can get together and have these conversations. Peace. Nice.